Hello, ho, ho, ladies and gentlemen, football fans from all over the world, the country, wherever you are watching football. Welcome in, NFL fans, family, friends, everyone who is listening to this podcast with their ears. I welcome you and I hope that you're having an awesome day. An awesome day. I know that yesterday was an awesome day because it was the first NFL Sunday of the year, and I hope that all your fantasy teams won because. That would be awesome. Uh, I had a couple that did, a couple that did not, but for the most part, we're just going to review week one game film, week one games, and then the studs and duds from fantasy everywhere. Early for concerns, too early for concerns, maybe, maybe not. I'm just going to talk about what I saw from the games and if you should be worried if you have any of the players that I'm going to talk about, as well as if you should be doing victory laps about any of the players that I'm going to talk about. So let us waste no time and dive right on in so we're going to discuss half of week one's games from yesterday today and then on tuesday's show we'll do the second half of the games and discuss some waiver wires some waiver wire ads top priorities how much fab all that good stuff and let's waste absolutely no time get right into it the arizona cardinals and the tennessee titans played a football game yesterday and kyler murray looked like an absolute mvp candidate if you listen to any of my shows earlier this offseason, you talked or you heard me talk about how concerned I was about Kyler Murray and uh, his height concerns and whatnot, but he put those to rest yesterday. It seemed uh, Tennessee looked absolutely abysmal on defense and on offense. Derrick Henry himself looked slow and old, and I told you to stay away. Do not draft Derrick Henry. I said it yesterday. He did not perform like a top five pick where he probably was taken in your fantasy draft. And that was that. But staying on the Cardinals side of the ball for a second, Kyler Murray played exceptional. The two Arizona Cardinals running backs looked pretty similar to each other. Neither really took control of the starting job. I think that it's going to be a committee for quite a while going forward. And DeAndre Hopkins just had a field day on Janoris Jenkins he took him to the bank to the house anywhere he wanted Hopkins finished with six catches for 83 yards and two touchdowns and was absolutely balling I can't really tell if this was more of the Cardinals being really good the Titans being really bad or a mixture of both but one thing that I do know is that when the Cardinals were able to shut down the run and then the play action Ryan Tannehill had absolutely no answers he played horrible Chandler Jones had five or six sacks and Taylor Lewan, the left tackle of the Titans, tweeted at Chandler Jones humbling and thanking him for exposing him, which I thought was crazy. That's something that you don't see very often. Uh, on the Titans side of the ball, Tenhill played bad, and his two receivers suffered because of it. A.J. Brown did get in the end zone, but did not have a huge day outside of that, and Julio Jones was nowhere to be found, seemingly. So, a rough day for Titans fantasy players everywhere. And, of course, the top five pick, Derrick Henry, in fantasy, did not have his best game. He did what he always does, which is wear a defense down, you know, two, three-yard carries, two yards, three yards, and then he breaks a long one. But the problem is, when he doesn't break a long one, his line looks like 17 for 58 and no touchdowns. And if the Titans are going to be this bad and opposing defenses can figure him out, and figure the Titans out, then Derrick Henry is not going to be worth a first-round pick in fantasy, which he was taken. 
Obviously, we don't want to overreact too much to one game, but the Cardinals looked like the much better team, and it was in Tennessee. It was in Tennessee. It's not like it was in the desert. It was in Tennessee. The Cardinals came in, took them behind the woodshed, and did whatever they wanted to do, and congrats to the Cardinals, but the Titans have a lot to work on. I wouldn't worry too much about the Titans' pass catchers, but if you can sell Derrick Henry, I would now. I would now. Let's stay in the AFC South, and let's keep talking about dumpster fires. The Texans took on the Jaguars, and the Texans, who a lot of people thought were going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I personally did too, but the Texans looked pretty decent, and Tyrod Taylor played well too. Um, It seems that Mark Ingram has taken control of the Texans' backfield. He had 26 attempts, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Was a top 10 fantasy running back on the week. He would be a guy that I would definitely add because anytime you can get almost 30 touches out of a running back position, that player should be owned in all formats. Brandon Cooks had five catches for 132 yards. Again, played really well. But I think that this is more of a product of how bad the Jacksonville Jaguars looked. They looked awful. They looked like the worst team in the league. There was no team yesterday that I saw playing football that looked worse than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not the Lions, not the Texans. The Jacksonville Jaguars looked absolutely abysmal. The final score was 37-21, to but a late touchdown by the Jaguars would have that score looking a lot closer than it really was on the field. Trevor Lawrence threw three picks. He played not amazing. (laughs) Uh, Carlos Hyde had more touches than James Robinson. James Robinson owners everywhere. I don't own any James Robinson, but I wasn't opposed to owning him. I just didn't have him in any drafts. I would be very, very concerned about Carlos Hyde out-touching James Robinson. And DJ Chark, the final box score, three catches, 86 yards and a touchdown. That lies. He had a late 50-yard touchdown catch. Before that, he was pretty quiet. I would be concerned to own just about any Jacksonville Jaguars outside of Trevor Lawrence this year. And obviously, we don't want to react to one game. But they looked really bad. And I don't think that the Texans are a playoff team. <laughs> they they looked so bad. I think that the Jaguars, if this continues, are probably going to have the first pick again, which is really ironic because they do have talent on that team and on that defense and on that offense. But something just doesn't feel right about the Urban Meyer experience. It, it just doesn't feel right. Next up, the Los Angeles Chargers went to the Washington football team and played a football game. Justin Herbert looked really good. Austin Eckler was a guy that I was really worried about, especially with the lingering hamstring injury. He also played well. Um, I was a bit concerned that they would rotate running backs in there, but Austin Eckler seems to be the guy. Got into the end zone for you as well. And then Keenan Allen, one of the best route runners in the game. Him and Herbert just have some crazy, crazy chemistry. Uh, So fantasy-wise, I think that those three are some studs. And then Mike Williams also had a big day. He played well. I think that all four should be on fantasy rosters, but the three that I mentioned first are definitely the guys that you want to start week in, week out. The Chargers ended up winning the game, and it was played in Washington. For Washington, Ryan Fitzpatrick is set to miss extended time with a hip injury, which is unfortunate because I think that that really derails the plans of the team for real-life football. 
Taylor Heineke set to start. Antonio Gibson was the clear lead back and played like it. Had a nice long run in the second or third quarter for about 40 yards. Looked like a baller. Looked like a stud. And looks like he's going to be worth that second round pick that you paid for him early in August if he can keep this up. And Terry McLaurin had one of the most incredible catches you will probably see all season. But didn't have a big day. Four catches, 62 yards. He'll be back. He'll come around. He's too talented not to. I think that for Washington, the only players that you should really want to own are Gibson, McLaurin, and Logan Thomas, who also got into the end zone. But the first two are studs. Logan Thomas, of course, has to be owned because the tight end position is so abysmal. The Chargers did look good. Maybe one of the most surprising victories of Sunday's slate was the Bengals beating the Vikings. For the Vikings, Kirk Cousins sliced and diced the Bengals' defense. The Vikings probably should have won this game. A lot of mistakes, especially the fumble late by Dalvin Cook, which is very uncharacteristic of Cook, cost them the game as they were driving in overtime. Kirk Cousins had 351-2. and two. Again, another solid streaming QB option. Dalvin Cook didn't have quite the big Dalvin Cook day, but did get the workload, had 20 carries, 61 yards and a touch, locked and loaded, RB1. Adam Thielen had 9 for 92 and 2. So much for him slowing down, and Justin Jefferson, of course, did his thing, picked up right where he left off. Very surprised that the Vikings lost this game. Their playmakers failed them. They just did. And um, Joe Burrow started off slow, started off slow. You know, the first half, he did not look comfortable in there. But then on one of the last plays of the first half, he hit Jamar Chase for a nice 50-yard touchdown, which was reminiscent of their college days. And for all those worried about Jamar Chase, he had five catches for 101 yards and a touch. Let's calm down about overreacting to preseason. I know. I was one of the ones that was avoiding Chase. We'll see how it goes. Tyler Boyd was quiet, and T. Higgins played all right, got into the end zone. We'll take it. Joe Burrow is a low-end quarterback one for the time being, and I think that he can only go up. He can only go up. He played really well, and once he gets a couple more starts under him, I would definitely stash Joe Burrow if he is out there in your leagues. But the guy I want to talk about is the guy that I was absolutely pounding the table for, the steal of the draft. Joe Mixon led all running backs in touches after week one 29 carries 127 and a touch scored the second most fantasy points in ppr behind only christian mccaffrey i hope you bought in i hope you bought in the offensive line looks improved it doesn't look great but it looks improved and joe mixon is a locked and loaded running back one maybe top five running back if he can stay healthy that's a big if with him but now that Giovanni Bernard is not there, he's going to get the workload. He's one of the most talented backs in the game. And bye, 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 Joe Mixon. It might be a little hard for the Joe Mixon owner to want to give him up after this monster performance with all those touches. I'm not. I have him in a couple leagues, and I'm not budging. I'm going to hold my guy because I think that you have a stud there. But if you can get him, float some trade offers. Float some trade offers. Derrick Henry for Joe Mixon. If you're the Derrick Henry owner, I do that now. Do it now. Impressive win by the Bengals, too. The New York football Jets took on the Carolina Panthers in a game where Sam Darnold actually looked really good, and I was so happy for Sam. It's funny 
you know, the Adam Gase effect where you get away from Adam Gase, but that is just so true. It continues to be true. Uh, Sam Darnold connected with Robbie Anderson on a nice 57-yard touchdown catch. That was Robbie Anderson's only catch of the day, but had a decent fantasy day because of it. Sam Darnold looked good. He sliced and diced the Jets' defense. Yes, I know it was the Jets. And Christian McCaffrey was an absolute stud, led Carolina in rushing and receiving. 21 attempts, 98 yards, and 9 catches for 89 yards. 9 catches for 89 yards? That's a good day for a PPR wide receiver. He was the number one running back on the week and didn't even get into the end zone. Think about that. He's worth (laughs) the number one pick all day long. And DJ Moore did his thing as well. For the Jets, Zach Wilson, the box score will tell a different tale than what he really looked like. Had some really nice scrambling ability plays, but he had some plays that he just looked like a straight-up rookie and finished for 258-2. and But my gosh, he was not amazing. Not amazing um, for fantasy purposes outside of Superflex leagues. I would just leave him on the waiver wire, but until we see it a little more, those weapons concern me too. Tevin Coleman. Leading the Jets in rushing with nine attempts for 24 yards. My goodness. I think that all Jets, outside of Corey Davis, who had a monster day, five catches, 97 yards, two touchdowns, should be left on waivers. Corey Davis is a wide receiver three with upside, but other than that, I think that the Jets' fantasy options are pretty slim. The Eagles took on the Falcons, and Jalen Hurts shut my mouth. My goodness. He balled out 264 yards, three touchdowns, and played so well. Also had some really nice plays on the ground. Jalen Hurts, if he can play like that, he is going to be a fantasy stud. And I I will give it to him. My hat goes up. My hat, uh, I'll give it to him. He balled. He absolutely balled yesterday. Miles Sanders, 15 carries, 74 yards. And Devontae Smith got into the end zone. Good for him. Six catches, 71 yards, one touchdown. Big day for rookie receivers all around. We'll get to that later. But if the Eagles can execute like they did today, yesterday, they're absolutely an NFC East contender. But I think that the problem is that the Falcons just looked maybe like one of the other worst teams in the league. You know, they looked as bad as Jacksonville. 32 to 6 was the final. Falcons defense might as well have not even played in that game, and their offense was not any better. Matt Ryan finished with 164 yards. Cordero Patterson led their team in rushing. Seven carries for 54 yards. Mike Davis, true this out there? Anyone? Anyone? Calvin Ridley, five catches, 51 yards. I mean, Matt Matt Ryan just didn't play well. The Falcons as a whole didn't play well, and that is why the Eagles won the game 32-6. I'm holding all my Falcons. I need to see another week, but they get the Bucks next week. And, um, yeah, have fun with that. Good luck. The Steelers with maybe... One of the most impressive and surprising wins of the day. Six-point dogs pull off the upset in Buffalo, 23-16. Big Ben looked old and slow, but still sling the ball all over the field. 188 yards, a touchdown. Really didn't have to do much. Najee Harris played every single offensive snap for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but did not have a great game. Finished with about seven fantasy points in PPR. 16 carries, 45 yards for an average carry attempt of 2.2 yards wow not amazing but if you drafted Najee Harris you have to be happy with the workload and it'll only get better but my god I will tell you this that Steelers offensive line looked absolutely awful 
Buffalo blew them off the ball almost every single run play. And we know how good Najee Harris is. There's a reason he was a first-round pick. (laughs) But if he's going to get holes like he had yesterday, then it might be a long season. The schedule lightens up a bit. Coming up, they get the Raiders next week. Fire your Steelers up. And that's all I have to say. The Steelers receiving weapons. It's almost like roulette with them, but I'll tell you that Deontay Johnson seems to be the one that they know is the most talented of the three. Finished with 10 targets. He's the one that runs the screens. That is Big Ben's first read almost every single play. He's the one that they try and get the ball into his hands. He left with an injury in the early second quarter. Actually looked really bad, but came back, thankfully. And Deontay Johnson is the Steelers receiver that I want to own. But if you have any of the three, then you have a wide receiver three with upside. But if you can buy low or buy one of them, it's Deontay Johnson all day long. Chase Claypool made a couple of freakishly athletic catches like he always does. And Juju did his thing as well. Deontay Johnson had one of the most incredible touchdown catches of the day yesterday where he bobbled it about four times and dragged his toes down to score. And Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, those are the two Steelers that I want to own first. But if you have any of the other guys, then they're all very good, very fantasy relevant, and I would keep it where it is. You just have to hope that that O-line improves because the defense is there. The offensive line could just be their downfall. They are really bad. Josh Allen actually didn't play well yesterday. That's something that we didn't say very much in 2020. And you could tell. Uh, Devin Singletary did. Zach Moss, a surprise inactive for this game, which was very surprising. Um, fantasy owners everywhere, I think, took Moss over Singletary, or at least a lot of them did. And Zach Moss being inactive was was really weird. Uh, Devin Singletary played well. He played well. The box score, 11 for 72. But uh, it was more so the moves that he was making, the cuts he was making. And there's a reason, I think, that the Bills kept him as the sole primary ball carrier for the running back room. But uh, I don't know if uh, there's any Bills running backs that I really want to own. Singletary would be the one if I did. But Allen just did not play well. He fumbled the ball, threw a pick. And I know how good the Steelers' defense is. I don't think that this is cause for concern um, yet, but he did not look like an MVP candidate in this game. Stefan Diggs did, of course, his thing. The routes are just incredible. He is always open, finished 9 for 69, and it only gets better. It's only going to get better for Diggs. Hold your bills. Don't panic. But Josh Allen, got to play better than that. The Seattle Seahawks let Russ cook. Wilson finished with four touchdowns and sliced and diced the Colts' defense with ease. Chris Carson, the running back to own in that backfield, did his thing, 16 carries, 91 yards, didn't find the end zone, but still played really good. And then Tyler Lockett, four catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns, had an incredible touchdown catch. The Seahawks' offense was rolling, and they let Russ cook finally. They weren't running the ball in the third quarter when they were down, even though they were never down, but they did that a lot last year. The Seahawks offense looks good. DK Metcalf also found the end zone. They're going to do their thing. Fire up your Seahawks from now on. The Colts, Carson Wentz, 
played okay, looked shaky at times, but that's what Carson Wentz does. I think that getting that fresh start is going to be good for him. He's only going to get better. Seahawks won the game 28-16. to Jonathan Taylor was the running back who got the majority of the touches, but Naheem Hines had eight targets and six catches. Naheem Hines, if he's out there somehow on your waivers, they just gave him a nice contract extension. Pick him up and at least stash him. I think that he's a low-end flex from now on. Jonathan Taylor did not find the end zone, but the workload, you'd love to see it. 17 carries, 56 yards. He's going to get better. I think that Jonathan Taylor is still a running back too, at the least. And then Jonathan Taylor also led the Colts in receiving. Six catches, 60 yards. Full workload, 23 total touches. Got to love what you saw from Jonathan Taylor yesterday. Zach Pascal might be a deep sleeper for waivers next week. Was the best receiver on the day. Four catches, 43 yards, found the end zone twice. And Michael Pittman was nowhere to be found, although I'm not giving up on Pittman just yet. All right, the Niners did their thing. Jimmy Garoppolo played well. Trey Lance <laughs> came into the game for a couple plays. But one of them, most notably, he tossed a five-yard touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo looked pretty much flawless, but the Lions, I am on record as saying, I believe that they will be the worst team in the league. The final score, the Niners won 41-33, but um, I don't think that it was as close as the final score says. You know, the Lions kind of had some late-game heroics where they almost made a comeback, but uh, the Niners were the much better team yesterday. Earl Mitchell came in and absolutely balled when Raheem Mostert left the game early in the first quarter. 19 carries, 104 yards, one touchdown. Sliced and diced that Detroit Lions defense that is just non-existent year after year. He is for sure the number one waiver wire candidate. And Trey Sermon was a surprise inactive, a very surprising inactive that I don't think anyone really saw coming. Trey Sermon owners... I would be concerned, but I doubt that you're going to get any value for him right now. You know, I would just hold. But Earl Mitchell, for sure, is the guy to own right now in the Niners' backfield. And then Debo Samuel, oh my goodness, nine catches, 189 and a touch. The Lions just don't play defense. That's the thing. Just, (laughs) I feel like I don't want to throw away this game by any means, but the Lions literally don't play defense. They don't play 11 guys on defense. Debo Samuel did his thing. And another really surprising offensive thing from the Niners was that Brandon Ayuk, due to injury, played almost no snaps, had no catches, no targets. And he's another guy that I would just hold because you are not going to get fair value for him right now. Jared Goff actually looked good. Actually looked good. I mean, he didn't play incredible, but for what he's given on that offense, you know, he played decent, decently. The third quarterback on the week for fantasy points, 338 yards, three touchdowns, a pick. I don't know. I don't think that Jared Goff is usable. They were playing catch up the whole entire game and he had to throw, but that's not to say that they won't do that again for many more times this season. If you want to stash golf, I have no problem with it. And then the two running backs for the Detroit Lions were actually both top five running backs on the week. Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, and both played really well. 
Uh, DeAndre Swift for me would still be the guy to own, but I I think Jamal Williams right now is still a flex if they're going to use him like they did. But you have to hope that the game script is right and they're playing catch up. Both had eight catches, <laughs> respectively, and both had monster days. And then TJ Hawkinson, if you were a TJ Hawkinson truther, I was not. You got to love what you saw for him. Eight catches, 97 yards, and a touch. Yeah, I, I mean, are the Lions fantasy relevant more than I would have thought? They are, it seems to be. Um, they're going to be playing catch up a lot this year, and a lot of times that is good for fantasy football. All right, so that is going to do it as far as the game reviews for today, the second half of the games will be on tomorrow's show um just want to run down the top five performers at each position going into monday night's game at quarterback mahomes kyler murray jared goff dak prescott Jameis winston running back cmc joe mixon jamal williams deandre swift nick chubb at wide receiver amari cooper tyree kill debo samuel adam thielen and Corey davis and at tight end rob gronkowski welcome back tj hawkinson Travis Kelsey, Jawan Johnson, and Dallas Goddard. Some surprise news for sure. And that is going to wrap it up on the show today. Tomorrow we will talk waivers and the second half of the week one games as well as the Monday night game between the Ravens and the Raiders. Until then, take care, guys, and have a great day.